Let's bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Please be seated. We welcome everyone to the house of the Lord. We thank God for the three days fast and prayer. We bless the name of the Lord that he never asked the sons of Ephraim to seek his face in vain. We bless the name of the Lord that he always does more than we could ever think, ask, or imagine. We thank God that his mercy is inexhaustible. They are new every morning. You are welcome to the first day of the month, the first day of the week. You are welcome to new miracles. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank God for all the testimonies. Brethren, we just know that this is a year of living in the overflow. And so we are not surprised that there will always be more testimonies than we can take in one day. But it is to the glory of God. Today, by the mercy of the living God, we're in the month of living as heirs of the promise. Somebody say, heirs of the promise. Go with me to Galatians chapter 3. Where the anchor scripture is. Galatians chapter 3. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm reading from verse 26 through to 29. Hallelujah. The Bible says, for ye, instead of ye, I can put for me or for I. Amen. The Bible says, for ye are all. Look at the person beside you. Ask them, are you included? It's sweet, it's sweet, it's sweet, it's sweet, it's sweet, it's sweet. Hallelujah. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ. Now listen, chapter uh, verse 26 says, All of us are children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Then he brings out another subset. He says, for as many of you, are we together? As many of you as have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. So the Bible knows that it's not all of his children that are here baptized. Amen. He said, all of you are children of God in Christ Jesus, but as many of you, did you read that in your Bible? So the Bible knows, that God knows that not all of his children have been baptized. But as many of you as have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Verse 29, let's read it together, whatever translation you have. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Hallelujah. You are not a child of God without a promise. You are a child of God with a promise. And let me throw some numbers at you. Five million, five billion, ten million, twenty billion, thirty billion. 40 billion, 50 billion, 60 billion, 70 billion. I'm talking about dollars, not number of people. Not number of cars, not number of houses. 76 billion. What does that mean to you? What does 76 billion mean to you? Hello. 76 billion dollars 
What does it mean to you? That's the net worth of one man, Bill Gates. The net worth. After they've taken all his credit cards, if he has them, after they've taken his loans, if he has them, after they've taken all the liabilities in his business, his net worth is what? How many hours of a day does Bill Gates have? How old is Bill Gates? How many children has he got? How many wives? Belinda. What business do you know him with? How many people use Microsoft? <laughs> Your money is in his pocket. <laughs> Praise the Lord. In our generation... A few years ago, they went to his mansion just to, when he was building it. There were 300 workers working in, on his house to build it. Just one day, 300 workers. Out of them, 104 electricians. You see, to go from downstairs, hello, to the second floor, you need to take 112 steps. Or you choose the elevator to go to the next floor in his house, not his business. His wife's cloth closet is 42. Um, <laughs> no, 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 that's not even it. Now, you see the driveway when we drive in, everything is heated under, it has underground heating. In his driveway. They said if he drops $1,000, he cannot afford to bend down to pick it because it's worth more than the time he will bend down to pick that, that, that money. <laughs> Somebody say one man. When he's driving home, he can feel the bath he's going to be going into. Just from his car, he just he has the program. He just tell the water, uh, the bath, start filling up. He will set the temperature he wants and how much water he wants. He's still in his car. He hasn't got home. Ah, go and go and switch on the heater. Go go and uh, switch off the heater. <laughs> but the Bible, they say to me. That this man, when they asked him, what is he going to do with his wealth? Is that he's not willing it to his children. He's going to give them to charity substantially. He wants his children to work for their own money. So that they have value of money. May the Lord help us. Do you think that Bill Gates is richer than Abraham? Is he richer than Jesus? Is he richer than God? Is he richer than you? It's your choice. It's your choice. Whether it's richer than you or not is your choice. Praise the Lord. It's your choice. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Listen to me. It is your choice. Because you are the heir of God's promise. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man? If he gains the whole world and loses soul, God does not measure wealth the way we measure wealth. Hallelujah. Your 76 pounds may be worth a lot more than his 76 billion dollars. If you understand the God you serve. Hallelujah. The Bible says, because of my sake, Jesus became poor that I might become rich. Listen, he said that I might become, I'm not yet rich as far as the world is concerned, but there is provision already made for me in the death and resurrection of Jesus for me to become rich. I only need to find the path and I don't have to compete with the gates. Hallelujah. If the plan of God for me is to have X amount of million or no million, when I achieve what God has designed me for, I'm a success. Hallelujah. And so it's for me to find out what the plan or purpose of God is. I don't run another man's race because I cannot take another man's challenge. I can't. Praise the Lord. So let's go to the Bible. Let's go back to the Bible. Let's go back to this man, Abraham. There is a Jewish account, a Jewish account. Somebody say a Jewish account. And what it tells me is that on the day that Abraham passed away, all the heads of the nations of the world, they stood in one line and they lamented, woe to the world whose leader is gone. Woe to the ship whose captain is lost. They saw in this man what was worth a lot more than even his money. They called him the leader and the, sh- uh, and the captain of the ship. The pattern after which God wants to deal with his children. And so I began to ask myself, what did God do for Abraham? What did God do? I saw in Genesis chapter 12, come with me, let's travel down the, the story of Abraham. Genesis chapter 12. I saw in verse, from verse 1. The Bible says, Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house unto a land that I will show you. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make your name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that cursed thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took, his, took Sarah his wife and Lot his brother's son. And all their substance that they had gathered. And the souls that had been that they had gotten in Haran, and they went forth into the land of Canaan. Into the land of Canaan, they came. Praise the Lord. When God called Abraham, he was was 75 years old. And God told him to move. And believe God is saying to somebody today, move. Move in the spiritual dimension of your life. Move in the pattern of your destiny. Move in the pattern of God's promise for your life. And the Bible says to me, this man gathered all his family and everything he had. 
He could move them. Even when I was coming from Nigeria, I couldn't carry everything. I could only take two suitcases and one hand luggage. But Abraham, the Bible said, he took everything. That was how rich he was. Go with me to Genesis 13, verses 1 and 2. See what has happened with this man who is walking with God, who is walking in the pattern of God. Verse 1, and Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and lot with him into the south. Verse 2, and Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. Already things have started happening in his life. Just the next chapter, things have started happening in his life. Chapter 14, verses 18 to 20. Hallelujah. Chapter 14, verses 18 to 20. I'll read. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which has delivered your, your enemies into your hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Here in chapter 14, if you read chapter 13, Abraham had gone to rescue Lot. But now in the same chapter, the high priest of the Lord, a, an angelic being, the high priest of God blessed him. That's when you walk with God. Your blessing is not just limited to what your parents can put upon you. God has got angels that are pouring blessings into your life daily. May you not miss it in Jesus' name. The Bible said the angel, the Mel Melchizedek, the high priest of God, said to him that this God you are serving is the possessor. Possessor of heaven and earth. It's not, God is not squatting on the earth. He is the possessor of heaven and earth. Go to chapter 15. You find out that Abraham began to settle into the blessings that he has in God. And all of a sudden he realized that, look, I don't have an heir. I don't have an heir to help me to inherit all this. It's, it's becoming much. If you don't have much, you don't even think of the next generation. Amen? If you don't have much, you don't think of the next generation. But he saw the progression and he began to realize... <laughs> I'm not going to have someone to take all this from me. And that is why no one will die barren in Jesus' name. No, none shall be called barren. And so he provoked God and said, God, I know you. That this blessing you are giving me, you also should have someone who will inherit it. And God said, I will answer to that as well. I pray. Whatever is missing and the blessing of God in your life, as you seek the face of God this year, as you seek the face of God this month, as you seek the face of God this week, heaven will answer to you in the name of Jesus. Chapter 15, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision saying, fear not, Abraham. Help me tell yourself, fear not, Modukwe. Tell your neighbor, if you don't know their name, quickly ask for their name and tell them, fear not. Hallelujah. 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 In Jesus' name. Fear not, Abraham. I am the shield and the exceeding great reward. The one who is the possessor of heaven and earth made himself the rewarder of Abraham. The one who has 
the cattle the, and the animals on the thousand hills that has the silver and the gold. He said, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. And when Abraham asked, God now took him and took him on a journey. Let's go to verse 5. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now towards heaven and tell the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your seed be. Now listen to me, because this this is a week of prayer, and I hope we have people who understand. The Bible said, And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Sometimes you are driving along, and you see a nice house, and you wonder, "Mm, maybe these people have even stolen money to buy this one. (laughs) And then you drive again, you see a beautiful car. Only God knows, maybe they are corrupt. Oh, you see a piece of land. Maybe God is showing you the stars. And all he wants you to say is that, God, you can do this for this person. You can do it for me. Lord, you can do it for that person. You can do it for me. How do you look at your seniors at work? Lord, you can elevate them this far. You can elevate me too. Leave all the rubbish. Even if they stole. God allowed it. They have it. I'm not going to steal and I'm going to get it. In the name of Jesus. You don't know when God is showing you things. If you don't have the expectation, you won't be able to have the imagination. Because the vision that God is going to give you is going to come out of the things you have seen. The Bible said Abraham saw and he believed. I have stars. I don't even have one. And I'm going to have as many as the stars. Some of us, we are taking steps. Okay, I'm on a salary of a thousand pounds now. And um, when will they do the salary review? Three percent. And then five percent. And then they'll say inflation has come, no percent. And they keep us there for two years and they okay, start clamping again. How many can see the stars? How many can understand the mystery of godliness? How many can understand the mystery of God's blessings? The Bible said God showed Ab- I would have expected if God wanted to bless Abraham, he would just put the money in his pocket. God said, look at the stars. That is, for as long as you keep your eyes above your head, you are looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Your pockets cannot be empty. Yeah. It doesn't mean there won't be times when you won't have challenges, but you have confidence and you only need to ask the Father and he will rain down his blessings. He is of the promise. God, through Abraham, showed us that even though a lot could take everything that was in the physical, there was still inheritance reserved in heaven for Abraham. Maybe you have suffered a setback, financial setback. When you wanted to come to the country, you sold all that you had, you gave all that you had, and now you are still struggling. Look up. Look above your head. It also means look above your thinking. Let your eyes of faith go above your brain. Just allow your mind to go out to God. Just believe God for the seemingly impossible, for the incredible. Hallelujah. The Bible said because he believed God, it was counted to him for righteousness. This man that believed God, when I got to chapter 16, he had sinned. He had gone with Sarah to have Ishmael. But God's promise was still waiting for him. 
Have you stumbled? Have you stumbled in unbelief? Have you staggered in unbelief? Today I receive grace. And I pray that you receive grace to rise up in the name of Jesus. Maybe the, maybe the experiences you have had have made you to stop believing God for your prosperity. Maybe it has made you to just settle on the level of by and by. I pray that this month, heaven will steer your faith again in the name of Jesus. And in chapter 17, I saw that God realized that this man need, needed help with his name. And he changed his name from Abraham to Abraham. And God renewed the covenant again. I read verse 8. He says, verse 7, And I will establish my covenant between you and, and, you, and your seed after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant. How many people know that God was thinking of this generation? When he was talking to Abraham, he said to your seed in their generation. We are part of that generation. And that seed of the covenant is still available if we will believe God. I'll leave verse 8. And I will give unto thee and to your seed after you the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. You may think that you are a stranger, but you are the heir of the possessor of heaven and earth. Praise the Lord. You go to chapter 20, you see God using Abimelech to give to Abraham blessings, even after Abraham I doubted God again. Every doubt and unbelief in your heart, God will embarrass you with his covenant until you become stable in your faith in the name of Jesus. And so what are the inheritance we have in God through Christ? Remember, Abraham was in the Old Testament. What he had was nothing compared to what we are supposed to have access to as children of God. What he had is nothing compared to what we have access to. Abraham was a reference point in his generation. I pray over your life that you will be a reference point of God's faithfulness in your generation. In the name of Jesus. Revelation 21 verse 7 tells me we are heirs of all things. All things. If God made it, you have it. Hallelujah. Heirs of all things. In the sea, on the land, on the road. The Bible says those who conquer will have this heritage. I will be his God and he will be my son. I'll make them heirs of all things. In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14, the Bible says we are heirs of salvation. We inherit salvation. None of us could go to the cross and die again. And the Bible says, are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? I believe at the night vigil we heard the testimonies of the ministry of angels. God is still alive. Angels are still visiting. They are still active for as long as you are an heir of salvation. Three, we are heirs of eternal life. According to Titus chapter 3 verse 7. Say I'm an heir. I'm an heir. Say it, I'm an heir of eternal life. That means nothing can take your life before time. Hallelujah. You cannot put your, your name cannot be put to another person's death certificate. God forbid it. You will not die before your time. The portion of God for you is eternal life. Sickness cannot snatch your life. 
God of heaven and earth will not allow disaster to come near your dwelling because you are an heir of eternal life. Eternal life means eternal life. It means the life that God has chosen. He has chosen the portion you are going to spend here on earth and he has also decided that forever you will be with him. In Hebrews chapter 6 verse 17, the Bible says we are hearers of his promise. Let's go there. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 17. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 17. Hallelujah. Hebrews 6 17 says, Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of, the, of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. Verse 18, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. Hallelujah. You need to find the two immutable things by which it is impossible for God to lie. It is impossible for God to lie by his name. It is impossible for God to lie by his word. Hallelujah. Two immutable, unchanging things by which it is impossible for God to lie. Hallelujah. You are heirs of promise. Hallelujah. We are heirs of the grace of life. Somebody say the grace of life. Do you know that it's not just necessary for one to just be existing. You need grace to come alongside you. You need grace to carry you from one chapter of your life to another chapter of your life. You need grace. Hallelujah. The Bible says you are grace. You are heirs of the grace of life. That is in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. God was saying to men that your wives are, the, they are your heirs. They are joint heirs with you of the grace of life. And so if you are already married, God has already doubled your grace. Amen? If you are going to be married, God will double your grace. In the name of Jesus. Because the Bible says none shall lack his mates. And we pray, oh God, that you will have a partner of the grace of life. Sarah was a partner with Abraham of the grace of life. Another one, verse uh, number six, we are heirs of righteousness. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse seven, Hebrews eleven seven, are you taking the scriptures? These are the things by which it is impossible for God to, to lie. These are the promises of God to you. Verse 11 of Hebrews, verse seven of Hebrews, 11. The Bible says, by faith, Noah being warned of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark for, to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. We all know that Jesus is coming back. No matter how much you have, including the 76 billion in the pocket of uh, Bill Gates, fire will consume everything. Do you understand that? So that's why you don't set your heart on riches. Because they are not the eternal thing. Amen? Have them, use them, bless other people with them. But remember, your life does not consist in the abundance of the things that you have. Praise the Lord. Your life does not consist in the abundance of the things that you have. But you can have righteousness. 
the passage that uh, Minister Winford read in Nehemiah chapter 1. He feared God and he also wants to prosper. That's the way we should go about it. We should have the fear of God with the prosperity we desire. Many people want the prosperity and they leave the fear of God behind. I pray that will not be our portion. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Finally, number seven, hears of the kingdom. Say, I am an heir of the kingdom. James chapter 2 and verse 5. James 2 and verse 5. These are the things that belong to you. I hope you wrote them down. If you haven't, you'll get the tape. you go and check all these promises of God. Because you cannot have one and miss the other. They walk together. They walk together. They keep you in the path where you can get the best from God. James chapter 2 verse 5. It says, How can my beloved brethren, has God, has not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised them that love him? Has God not chosen the poor of the world who are rich in faith? And hears of the kingdom which he has promised to them that love him. God does not spend the money we spend. And for the next person to be blessed, they don't need to print more money. Money just needs to move. Hello. Do you understand how it works? For me to receive my next blessing, the Bank of England does not need to go and print money. The money that is already in existence just needs to find way to me. Ah, okay. Just needs to find way. Just needs to find way. They're not going to print more money. He's just got to find. May you be the channel. Hallelujah. May the money find its path to you. But do you know when we talk about his, we're not just talking about money. We're talking about the health, the breath, the peace. This grace to pray and have God as Father. The knowledge of God in your life. The ability to please God and to satisfy all that God has got for us. I pray that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Money is the list of the wealth that God has. And I read Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 19. He says, open this because we need to read it. You need to know it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 19. Maybe we read in three translations. If you are reading a translation, have you got a mic ready? Brother John has a mic. Who wants to read? Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 19. Praise God. Hallelujah. New Living Translation. And it is a good thing to receive wealth from God. Hallelujah. And a good health to enjoy it. Yes. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life. Mm. This is indeed a gift from God. It is what? Many people didn't hear it. It is a gift from God. From God. Another translation. Yes, please. Quickly, please, because of time. Hallelujah. Also, every man to whom God has given riches and possession... And the power to enjoy them. And, and to accept his appointed lot. And to rejoice in his toil, his toil. This is the gift of God to him. It's the gift of God to you. One more translation. Yes, please. Tatolu is lifting her hand. 
quickly, please. Uh, Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift from God. It is a gift from God for you to receive what God can give you, not what you can work for. Amen? So when you are working, you say, God, I thank you for this toil, but I bless your name for the blessings of it. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen? I bless your name for the blessings from you. I thank you, Lord, for that I'm working. But this is not my this is not all there is to me in life. I thank you because your blessing is in it. And that is why when you bring your tithe to God, you're only commissioning God to open the windows of heaven to give you the things that you can't work for. So you use your tithe, which you have worked for, to come and request God to open the windows of heaven so that you have access to the things you can't work for that are gifts from God. Do you understand what I'm saying? People will tell you, use what you have to get what you need. The best place to do it is through tithes. God, I have done this work and I have received this money. But I know that my life is worth more than I've worked for. Therefore, I bring my tithes, I bring my offering. Open the treasury of heaven and pour down blessings that I can't work for. Hallelujah. The mystery of godliness. How did Abraham handle his own? I think we'll look at that when next we have time. We have to continue and pray. Let's rise up to our faith. How did Abraham handle this relationship with God? How did he start from a man that could carry everything that he had and walk with God into a place where he began to live in inheritance for his children and his children's children to the time when he died and national leaders were mourning because the leader had died, a captain of ship. God will make you a leader. God will make you a captain. I said, God will make you a leader. God will make you a captain. God will make you a leader. God will make you a captain. How do we move from this toil? Many of us are tired. The routine. And even before you finish the work, the bills have just come to swallow everything. And you are just moving from one month to the other. Thank God that we are, at work, we are working. But how much more when the blessings of God begin to flow? I don't think that um, Bill Gates worked for 76 billion. I believe he walked to a certain stage and then the money began to work for him. Money began to work for him. I pray that you will have that understanding of how your money can work for you in the name of Jesus. If there are, uh, if there are um, holes in your pockets, that even in this month of grace, for you to be an heir of God, heaven will seal the pockets. God will open your eyes to the places that are leaking in the name of Jesus. If the heaven over your life is closed because of disobedience or because of living against the will of God, I pray that by the mercy of the living God, the love of the Father will make the windows to open again. Because I saw it in Genesis that when Abraham and Sarah sinned and they produced Ishmael, they got back to God. And God opened the covenant again. I want you to pray 
Lord, I believe you are the covenant-keeping God. I believe that the covenant I have in Christ are better than the covenant that Abraham had in you. And I bless your name that you are still at work, working out your very best right now. I, Lord, I acknowledge that you are the possessor of heaven and earth. I thank you, O oh God, because everything that pertains to life and to godliness, they are in your hand. Are you praying? Acknowledge that God is the possessor of heaven and earth. The silver belongs to him. The gold belongs to him. Your life belongs to him. My tomorrow belongs to him. My life belongs to him. Lord, I bless your holy name that you are watching over your world, even to perform it. I cannot walk smarter than you are. I cannot think smarter than you are. And therefore, I repent of any way, oh God. I have put myself above you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. I want us to repent of the way we have thought we could do it by ourselves. The Bible says, one with God will always be a majority. But many of us are walking as if we can walk alone. And we are walking alone. Today we can put our hands back in his hands. We can put our hands back in his hands. Maybe you don't know Jesus. This inheritance we are talking about is we are heirs of God through Christ. And so that relationship must be sealed. I'm not here to announce the prosperity uh, message that does not have its root in Christ. I don't have that, uh, 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 that unction. Everything must come through the cross. Everything that pertains to life and godliness must come through the lordship of Jesus. That is the one that the, the storm of life cannot take away. I don't know how many people in Ukraine have built many houses. But when disaster came, see how the damages came. We saw the flood early in the year. How the posh houses, the things that people said they labored for. They've worked for all the rest of their years and they, they thought they would just be resting. The flood came and, and destroyed everything. I want you to know that Jesus is the center of everything that God has for you. Jesus is the center of everything that God has for you. Jesus, say it with me. Jesus, you are the center of everything that God has for me. Jesus, you are the center of everything that God has for me. The Bible says, if God did not withhold Jesus, how will he not with him freely give us all things? Romans chapter 8. If God did not withhold Jesus, you, you mean the, the, the very best that is in God's hands is Jesus. If he did not withhold him, but gave him freely, to die for us. How will he not also with him? May God grant you revelation. May God grant you revelation. May God grant you revelation. That you cannot reach the hand of God without touching Jesus. You cannot receive from the hand of God without knowing Jesus. I want you to know that Jesus gave himself freely. 
Because he knows you will need him. He said, whatever you will ask the Father in my name, he will give to you. If you don't know Jesus today, it's a great opportunity. You know where we read the Bible says, all of you are children of God in Christ. And as many of you as are baptized in Christ, what can we promise you outside of Jesus? All oh, to Jesus, I surrender all to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily. surrender to Jesus. This is very important. Make it a date with Jesus. Make it a day for the salvation of your soul. Maybe you have been born again but you are backsliding just like Abraham did. There was a particular need in your life and you just decided to compromise. Today you can resurrender to Jesus. Maybe the covenant has been broken. You have even dismissed the efficacy of the covenant of God. This afternoon, ask the Lord to have mercy on you. Ask him to come in your life with the power of the covenant. Ask him to realign you with the covenant of grace, the covenant of salvation, the covenant of the promise, the covenant of peace, the covenant of eternal life. Brethren, why don't you pray? Why don't you pray? Why don't you do business with God? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hello. Let's do business with God. Don't sing it away. Say it to him. Say it to him that you want to reconnect or you want to be connected. Ask the Lord to come into your life afresh. Ask him to make known to you the mystery of godliness that has accounted faith as righteousness to Abraham. He will see your faith this afternoon and he will count it unto righteousness. Ask the Lord to have mercy if you have been playing with your covenant with God. If you have renegotiated with other gods. If you have bowed down to other idols. If you have given your life to other things. Today you are in his presence. Ask him to come and I'm sure he will. Ask him to fill your heart again. Ask him to receive you as a son. Ask him to make you a heir with Christ Jesus. Is anybody here saying the prayer and saying, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that you are the center of life for me. I come to you. I was lost, but I thank you that today I'm found. I repent of my sin. I repent of my waywardness. I repent of my rebellion. I repent of unbelief. Lord Jesus, have mercy upon me. I was blind. 
but now I see. Forgive every disobedience. Forgive every unbelief. Forgive every rebellion. That did come into my life afresh. Make my life your own. I want to be crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I still want to live. But I want the life that I will live from today to be the life of Jesus as a heir of all things. Heir of the promise. Heir of righteousness. Heir of salvation. Heir of the grace of life. Heir of eternal life. Jesus. I come to you. Have mercy on me. Thank you, Father. If you said that prayer with sincerity of heart, I would love to meet with you. If you just come forward. And let's just present this to God as a sweet-smelling savour. You said that prayer with sincerity. You meant it from the depths of your heart. You were not playing church, neither were you playing to man. If you come quickly, we'll present it to God as a sacrifice and ask that his good hand will stretch out to yours so that you don't walk the future alone. You don't take another step on your own so that you can see the path that he has ordained for you. Everybody claim that they have saved, they've been saved. To God be the glory. Father, as we, are, as we have presented your word by your spirit, ears have heard it, hearts have believed it. And Lord, your people have been given the opportunity to confess it. And Lord, everybody says they have been in you. And I pray that you that knows every man's heart, you will deal with us according to the righteousness of our hearts in the name of Jesus. You will help us, O oh God, from this day that we will not walk alone, but we'll have our hands in your hands. We will walk in the path of righteousness, in the path of the promise. We will not be afraid of tomorrow. We will not be naked. Neither will we live in poverty. But Lord, we will live in the abundance of your grace, the abundance of your house, the abundance of your future, in the name of Jesus. That whatever was reckoned to Abraham as blessing, will be little compared to what will be reckoned to us as blessings. Because not only will we have it in this life, but in the life to come, we have eternal life. We bless and appreciate you as we seal your promises with amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen.